Good morning, listeners, and welcome to Mercury, a broadcast of hope. I'm Agnes Drew, and it's day 1097 since we came back on the air. Today, listeners, a cat story. I saw her for the first time a few weeks ago, hanging around in that area nearby with all the trees, probably hunting for a bird. She's a beautiful gray tabby with white paws and a white blaze on her chest and brilliant green eyes. She was definitely someone's pet and not feral, although there's no telling where her old owners are now. Maybe they got turned into zombies. Maybe they just felt like they had to leave her behind when they evacuated. Or maybe they took her with them and she just escaped one day. I'll never know this cat's full story, but I can tell that she came from a house that loved her. But there's another part of the story I can tell, and that she didn't always come from a house that loved her. Sometime, probably in her kittenhood, something happened to her. I'm just guessing, but I'm betting that she was born to a family that hadn't expected or wanted kittens. They probably let her and the rest of her litter stay for a while, but then took them to a local shelter. And who knows what that first household was like or what happened at the shelter. But my best guess is that from the shelter she was adopted and her new owner loved her so much. So this cat, who looks to be getting up there in age a little, maybe 12 or 14 now, had years and years of love and kindness. Why am I telling you all of this? Because I tried to get close to her. And her body language told me so much. She wanted to come close, but couldn't bring herself to actually do it. She wanted her fur stroked, but she wouldn't let me get close enough. She wanted her tummy rubbed and flopped over for me, but then got up as I approached. And she was visibly frightened of noise. Eventually she ran away, and I don't know if I'll ever see her again. But my point is that in that brief time, probably only a few weeks into her life, before she came to her forever home, something happened that made a cat that clearly enjoys being loved too afraid to accept that love when it's offered. I think about my own cat, Mercutio, who lives at the lighthouse with Jennifer and her family, and how he's grown into this loving cat who adores Jennifer and her kids and her mom. He snuggles and cuddles and purrs and plays. And I can tell that this cat that I met the other day, who I have not named because my heart will break if I name her and never see her again, I can tell she wants to be the same way. And I think about the differences in their early lives. Obviously, I know what happened to Mercutio. I found him when he was tiny and brought him here to the station. I don't know if any of you have been listening long enough to remember what happened next, but I hid that little ball of fluff in the closet here for weeks because I knew Max and Dr. Clark might not let me keep him. But even though he was hidden and a secret, I still showed him kindness and love every single day. My speculation about that unnamed cat is just that. Speculation. But I think she wasn't shown love and kindness as early as she should have been. 
And what that means is that just a short time of living without those things influenced her in a way that a lifetime of love couldn't overcome. So what I'm getting at here, listeners, is when you meet someone, whether it's a person or an animal or even a plant for that matter, begin with kindness. Get them started on the right foot. Don't assume that they'll be okay later. Start with kindness. Don't think you or anyone else will be able to make it up to them later. Start with kindness. There's no reason not to. We can all be amazing, wonderful, loving beings. But if we aren't shown kindness from the very beginning, then it's a lot harder to be that way. That's all I had to say. We'll be back tomorrow. For Mercury, a broadcast of hope, this has been Agnes Drew. Take care of each other.